right, I think I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Bearded Fan Podcast. I am Andrew, and thanks for joining me on this episode. This episode, I speak to Gerard Habib, the president of Vesperado South Africa. We talk about Vespers, touring on Vespers, and how to buy a Vespa. Hey, 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 it's Friday and it's time for another podcast episode, and thanks for joining me. Before I uh, drop into this week's episode, I just wanted to remind you, if you're using Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor and go rate and review the podcast. Uh, that feedback is always valuable. Um, also, if you want to, DM me, drop me an email also with that feedback. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with your friends. And without wasting any more time, let's get into this week's podcast. I hope you enjoy this one. So, Uncle Rich calls you Kharat. Yes. Is that the p- correct pronunciation no. for you? Clearly no, not. No, no. And uh, we've spoken about it, Rich and I. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Rich, you know it's Gerald. He goes, yeah, I know. But I just, it just doesn't, it's not sinking in. Mm. So, yeah. As he keeps on saying, have you got a hold of Kharat yet? And I'm like, <laughs> who's Kharat? Oh, shit, Gerard. The way <laughs> no, it's spelt is Gerard. It, it's I know Kharat. I come from Wetbank. I know it's, what Kharat uh, is. It's amper so Gerard, but it's all the R. Yeah. For the R weg, and it's not Gerard. 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 That's it. And yeah. the, the surname? Habib. Yeah. Lebanese. Is that, is that a Lebanese it's surname? It's Lebanese. Yeah. Uh, the fourth generation. Yeah, fourth generation. Fourth generation. Yeah. So I'm South African, but... Because uh, yeah, the only other Habib I know is... Um, the, what's he the deputy chancellor of Witz oh Adam Adam yeah. not family he's not I was going to no. say you're not related <laughs> no. so Habib's um, actually a Muslim name it's okay a, it's a fairly <clears throat> common Muslim name it's like brown I think yeah okay um, I mean there's Habib's bank if you okay. go to uh, the Oriental Plaza there's Habib's bank oh really so, yeah. no, I don't uh, <laughs> I go around Mayfair and you know okay. <laughs> You see, with the scooters, we got to go through city centre. Yes. We see, we see a lot more of uh, inner city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're the president of the Vesperados. How did that come about? Uh, well, first of all, how how yeah. long has the Vesperados been around? So, uh, Vesperados South Africa. We don't really have a, an actual figure, but we. we we kind of have an idea of about 1989, 85, 89, around okay. about there. Um, an Irishman by the name of uh, Peter Forbes. He started up with another mate of mine, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Hanna. James okay. Hanna. James Hanna. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were based in Cape. And Jimmy was a Durban boy, moved to Cape Town, a bit of a traveler as well. He was quite cool. And then I met him here in Joburg and I was talking about getting a scooter and we, he heard, overheard me talking and uh, oh, I know scooters and this and that. And I eventually bought a scooter, not even from him, somebody else. And we started riding. Yeah. Um, and at the time it was himself and a guy by the name of Brendan LaRue. 
still in Joburg, still a member, but we haven't seen him in a while. I don't know, he stopped riding. Yeah. Sadly. But um, then when James moved back to the Cape, he said to me, well, listen, you essentially, uh, the only active member we've got, so it's yours. <laughs> okay. So, so, you so took I was kind of put into a position. Mm. Yeah. So like, when was that? How long ago was that? Again, I'd be lying, but I think 06. Mm. Yeah. Okay. 2006, I so, And you like the perpetual president of Desperados. I've told the guys plenty of times, someone take over. Yeah. Someone just yeah. take it. And like everyone like takes a step back like, and you're still standing. Not a fuck. <laughs> come on, come on. Like, l- let me just follow for a bit. I just yeah. follow. But yeah. uh, no, it's been... Yeah, shit. I mean, uh, 08, I did my very first scooter tour. I had no idea on what we could possibly, capably, really do on a scooter. Yeah. And uh, I decided we'll go Joburg to Cape Town. And there was, the route was no highways at all. When Clarence, Adel North, Craft Renet, Neisner, Oatswurden, totaled, I think we ended up totaling 2,300 kilometers. Okay. Um, I also realized that I had no idea on how far we could go per day because on the longer boring days I was like it's easy we'll do 500 k's and 500 k's was disgusting we would (laughs) I'll never forget we'd get to a place and at the time was myself Brendan Mm. and Tremaine and we would arrive at a venue and there was this bickering and like you bicker at it you know and a couple of drinks later you're like fuck that was an amazing day you love yourself and then the next day was another one like that and no the last time I ever did a trip that big no, no. and it'll never happen again yeah no, I know I, must, I can do it yeah no it's there's a difference between whether you can do it or whether you should do it because I've also Precisely. done a trip down to Cape Town done the mm. Crofrenet Durist you know, that Barry yeah, yeah, Dale yeah. down and down yeah. into Cape. And again, I also overestimated how much I could do in a day. Because the thing is do. Yeah, well the thing is that you want to be able to be flexible mm. and you want to be able to ride and stop, take photos. Because what I found was I would do that in the morning and then by one o'clock I'd have like I've done hundred Ks. Yeah, and I'm oh fuck I've got to do another four hundred because I've got to be at that guest house and I got to be there latest by seven o'clock because or whatever they there. Up because there's no exactly. one actually, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want to take a photo of that over there, but I can't stop, you know, that kind of thing. So I also learned the hard way yeah. that almost yeah, you need to. We can do it. You can do it, but mm-hmm. it's not the best way do to we do want it. it. No, no. Exactly. But I mean, just talking about that, the bona fide trip that we just did down to Swazi was... Yeah. Was it like planned? Is it? It was so, it was, I mean, I've done other trips down mm. with like the BMW club, the retro ride down to Swaziland. It was great. It was amazing. But it, it wasn't as well, it wasn't as enjoyable as the bona fide thing. Yeah. It's just something about the way that Al and Joe do it. It's like almost like, I mean, it turns out that this one that they've done now is their 15th 
one that they've done. That was searching for Swazi gold. Is yeah. That the so yeah. So they've done. So they do the three main ones they've done is the is the Sani, the Sabi bubble run, and then yeah. Swazi. Yeah. Um, the three S's, turns out. Yeah. But um, they just seem to have a, a. They've got a feel for how how it works and the distances and. It when worked out very later, well. You you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I think it's is experience about. Yeah. Choosing you, you the distances. Learn, you learn what you can and can't do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you did that trip? Yeah. And you did a bit of bickering, but it was bickering. probably, you're probably still talking yeah. about that trip. 100%. Uh, we, we, Many years later. Yeah, there's still, do you remember that day? And I mean, there was people nearly falling off cliffs on, because we ended up one section, we decided we we're going to go from Willowmore. Yes. To Uniondale. Yes. From Uniondale, instead of going the normal route, we decided we were going <laughs> to... We decided that, uh, no, we'll, we'll go over the Prince Albert Pass. Mm. Um, and it was raining. And it was raining. And it was raining. So, yeah, we ended up with uh, Prince Albert Pass in the rain on the scooters. We burnt out two clutches. Yo. Uh, we had to load those scooters, so they only had second, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a learning curve. Hmm. Learning curve. But I mean, that's part of the fun. Exactly. I mean, if you were the right group of people, yes, yeah, yeah. there will be a, a bit fight, of yes. And we argued, and but then but we later were you mates. have a beer. We were still and the yeah. biggest mates afterwards, yeah. so it doesn't matter. We live and we carry on. And that's you know, and that's the thing that I find about riding with a group of people yeah. you got to be with the right group of people and I mean I've ridden with a whole lot of different people different groups of people and eventually you find yourself settle with a group of people and you ah doesn't matter how much us. how shit it gets yeah like you say you yeah. have your moments and then later yeah. you you can argue with, a beer. you can argue with the oak and fluke him and he can mm. fluke you and you can even take a swing and and it blows yeah. up yeah it, it almost becomes like a family yeah, right? yeah. 100% yeah um so, I mean, at that stage when you took over inverted commas, yeah. I mean, how many guys were actively riding together? Vesperados were two of us. And then Tremaine rode. Yeah. And then my brother gets uh, pulled in just because he's my brother. Mm -hmm. I kind of threw him on a scooter and I gave him a jacket. Um, eventually, Tremaine got colors. And then there were the four of us. Yeah. So, and you're running it like a club? Like a... No. My, I, like no we don't have master of arms we don't yeah, have yeah. secretaries we don't have any of that yeah um we've now gotten big enough that i almost think we should just to keep everyone there yeah but yeah i don't know i mm. just uh i just feel that the way we are has been good so i'm not going to change anything yeah. at this point i mean from the sounds of it i mean i'm been on the outside and i've only really come to know the Vesperados now being with the Bonafide guys yeah. and hanging with Rich and those guys yeah. but I mean from what I've seen I mean it seems like it works very well the way mm. it's working everyone's yeah. just it's no, like it's loose but it's like tight in a way misfits yeah I'm actually thinking back now just had a flashback I went to go watch Gunshot Blue play at the Radium yeah and they were and I think we had been at Hell's Kitchen before. Yeah. And then I arrived at um, 
at uh, the radium. And there were two guys that were there on, on Vespers. I'm trying to think who and they I were. I think it might have been me. Yeah, I think it might have been you. It might have been me and Tremaine. Yeah. Because essentially, uh, so Tremaine and Pepe have been mates basically from when Pepe arrived in South Africa. Mm. And I met Pepe via via and then, yeah. So there this <laughs> uh, new friendship grows and, and essentially it was myself and Tremaine that used to follow the band predominantly on the scooters. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's... yeah. Well, it might have been more than likely us. Well, let's talk about the scooter thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a scooter and then there's a Vespa. And then there's a scooter. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, scooter in your mind is like, okay, it's the um, uh, flower the power. Uh, yeah, or one of these yeah. big boys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a difference with a, with a, with a Vespa. And I can, just for people that wouldn't know or appreciate what a, what a Vespa is. And not yeah. a new Vespa, an old Vespa. A proper... Yeah, what's the, what's the attraction to Vespers for you? They're diehard. They're diehard. They're diehard. Um, for instance, the, the trip to Cape Town, 2,300 kilometers, the only reason we ended up burning clutches was because we rode through mud that you should be on GSs. Yes. And that was in a group of 10 of us. Mm. So you're kind of like, how can you fault these things? They, they mm. just do and uh, unfortunately we treat our bikes really badly and they still work for us yeah we jump on them and they we, we throw them around and we drive through city center and they just they're there they're always there mm. i know when i when i break down i know what the possible issue is i know that my toolkit in my bike in general will sort my my bike out okay and you're not going to get that from any of the other, other bikes scooters. yeah, yeah no, or you scooters can't. yeah you're not going to get it Mm. Um, two up, one up, whatever. <laughs> they're there. Yeah. And I mean, what like the new Vespers? I mean, how do they compare? Is it honestly can't tell you because okay. uh, I'm so biased that I've never even. I think I've ridden one. Okay. And it was fun. I mean, it was, it was like it was a different awesome. generation. It was awesome. It was awesome to yeah. ride. There was nothing wrong with it. Mm. But it just wasn't me. It yeah. was too smooth. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> too have to smooth. Fight yeah. Again. <laughs> Because that's the other thing is, I mean, it's a it's a four-speed shift on the hand. Yeah. And each bike has its own life. I mean, with any vintage vehicles, all vintage vehicles have their own life. They, you'll do something and it will do something different. Do you, yeah. So yeah. you got to yeah. learn all your bikes. Yeah. And I and think it, that's what I like. So like, what's so look, what's the most sought-after Vespa from that era that you guys enjoy? I mean. The most sought after Vespa would probably be an SS90. Okay. There's there's older and probably more expensive, mm. but I think in terms of rideability and enjoyability, the SS90. Mm. But officially, none were imported to South Africa. Um, in the years that I've been riding, I I still don't know of one that's been brought here unofficially okay so i don't know if anyone's ever had one had one yeah yeah so like if i was looking at buying a vespa what's what would i be looking out for first time owners i tell everyone to go straight to a p200 okay and not a px200 a p200 yeah a p200 it's the be all and end all they strong they're powerful they've got enough torque and i'm still yet to break one okay 
you know, the, the more vintage they break and they this and whatever, I mean, it, it comes with age, I suppose. Sure. Um, P200, 1978 to 1983, I think. And it was just, they were awesome. Mm. They had enough power to run through city centers and highways of, as of today. Um, a, a solid P200 with good compression at the moment. Huh? And you can sit on the highway at about 100 Ks, 103 Ks an hour, mm. which I think is great for 10-inch yeah. wheels. And the parachute in front. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not that good. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, I mean, like, what made you buy a scooter in the first place? Did you know much about Vespers? I mean, did you say, okay, I really like these Vespers... I want to buy that scooter or was it how no, did you get into um, scooters I'll never forget as a as a young lad hanging up with my gran and my grandfather in the car in the south of Joburg and all the the, the pharmacy delivery bikes were Vespers okay and seeing them and see, going to the pharmacist and seeing the bike outside and it was stuck in my head. It was just like a random stuck in the head. Not that I wanted one then. Mm. And then at about 12 or 13, I was skateboarding. I was quite a big skateboarder and uh, I had a Jeff Rowley flip, slick edition. And on the bottom he had him and three mates and they were on modded out Vespers. And then I was like, you see the Vespa <laughs> on the deck and you think back and I'm like, shit that's the same thing that I was like and then it was like kind of in so it's got to be cool man um, it's got to be cool my father's totally against motorbikes okay. or was yeah was was and uh, when I brought the first one home I was already moved out of house and he looked at me and he says what's wrong with you you stupid yeah I've told you I don't want motorbikes in our house and I was like well I don't live at home anymore <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And then I found him one. I found him a, a restoring model and I gave it to him. I said, you keep saying you want to restore something. Start with this. Forget about the car. Start with this. And yeah. he had the bike for six months-ish. He restored it really nicely. It's still in the family. And then he bought himself a Harley and another Harley <laughs> and a GS. He got so. into it. <laughs> Famous last words. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, think, I think once you've ridden a bike, you can, yeah, you can never turn back. Yeah. 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 So my first, my sort of introduction, well, I grew up, my mom didn't want me to have any motorcycles. Yeah. I can remember I was in matric, I was standing on matric, I'd like organized to buy an MBX 50 from a buddy oh, of mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2,000 bucks, I had the money, <laughs> my old lady pulled rank on me, <laughs> didn't get to ride the bike. And you left the cow. No, well, the thing is, I was I was riding my buddy's bikes, so sure. I was riding bikes. You're riding. I just didn't own my own. You didn't have I can own. remember my buddy had another buddy of mine had a he had two Suzuki B one twenties. Yeah. We made one bike out of it. Oh really? And we and used then, to fucking cruise through yeah. the fault with this thing. And that thing used to go like a bang. Yeah. yeah. And then I only really so I went to India on business in two thousand and six. Yeah. And. You know, it's all fucking yeah, one, two, fives, did it, did you know. There's beep, no beep. such thing as really yeah. owning a car that you can't. And um, while I was there, I saw these Royal Enfields. Mm. I want one of these. So I came back to South Africa. There was an agent here. I was trying to make a plan to, but they were asking too much for them back in those days. Yeah. So this is like 2006 I went there. 
So 2009. Who was the agent at the time? Was it Alan? No, it was those two guys. Um, yeah, Jamison. No. Um, in 44 Stanley, there used to be a showroom. There were two oh, guys, um, and the one guy got killed in a car accident. And then... Vim. Uh, I can't Vim remember what the guy's name yeah, was. Yeah. But anyway, they had, the, they had the bike shop there, but they were asking, back in those days, now mm. we're going back to 2009, yeah. for the classic that you can get now, the they were asking 69,000 bucks yes. back then. You can buy that thing for 65 now. Yeah. So they were asking too much. It wasn't worth the money. Because, I mean, bearing in mind, that if you were to parallel import from mm. India, you, they were landing at 25, yeah. 30 yeah. maximum. Um, so I just I couldn't do it. But um, I met <clears throat> the guys at the Germiston Royal Enfield. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they were running there near the classic yeah, on the motorcycle green. club. Yeah, on the green yeah. there, yeah. So I used to go there quite often and because I, I was thinking about buying a, no. an Enfield. And um, so I got to know the guys pretty well. And then uh, a buddy of mine, this BMW that I was talking about, mm. uh, one day we were having coffee he says to me, oh, we're chatting. And he said, oh, brother, you know, I've got a... I didn't even know he rode bikes. He says, no, I've got this old BMW that's sitting at my ex-girlfriend's mother's place. <laughs> okay, I said, well, yeah, I haven't ridden this thing for years. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So I said, hey, dude, send me a photo. I'd love yeah. to see what it looks like. Because yeah. we didn't even talk about it. He didn't even say he wanted to sell it or anything. So I said, oh, send me a photo. So he sent me a photo. and I, Well, he didn't send me. He just phoned me the next morning. He said, listen, dude, if you want the bike, mm. come pick it up. Come fetch it. It was a Friday morning. Saturday morning I was there. 100%. Picked up that bike. I eventually worked out the bike had been standing for 10 years and so, all that shit. So I had to get the thing going. Anyway, I got the bike going. And then I used to do the monthly Royal Enfield rides for the Royal Enfield Club. Mm. And I became the, like the unofficial photographer. Okay. And then I ran their website for them and whatever. Yeah. But there was a guy there, but his name was George. I think it was George. And he told Greek me... Boy. Yeah. Also the Vespa. Yeah. He, he told me he had a Vespa. That, and he used to... He was he kept on telling me he used to ride down to Cape Town on this Vespa. Yeah. And I have to admit, those, that time... I, I knew what Vespas were, and I like, like, used to look at this guy and say, what, you ride a Vespa from Joburg to Cape, Cape Town, Town at 70 k's yeah, an hour? Yeah, so George, yeah. He also, had a, he also had an infield at the time. And George actually has a voiceover studio. Okay. That's Yo Studios. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> He's Linksfield Rich. Okay. He's on oh, well, maybe I must connect to them again. Yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah. So they, George was great. Yeah. He's so it's great. amazing how the sort of motorcycle community is like... Interlinked. Eh? Uh, interlinked, yeah. yeah. It becomes like a very small knit. Yeah. You know, especially the guys that are active in yeah. the... In the guys you know. that ride, ride. Mm. So, but I mean, that's just my first like thought. Well, okay, well, like, these Vespas <laughs> are actually quite... Not too bad because, yeah, I mean, you yeah, can drive you this can thing all the way down to, to Cape Town. Yeah. yeah. Like that's amazing. But George, George is crazy. Though. I mean, he does it on his ace. Yeah. He'll, he'll do yeah, big rides on his, on his ace. ace. Yeah. yeah he Maybe told me him he and was... One Oak and they'll mm. gone. Yeah, the one trip he um, was telling me, he was going on his ace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, I've done a few on my own. Mm. And uh, it's good to be on your own. But yeah. But I think being on the bike itself is being on your own. So yeah. In between. But I mean, also the thing bike. is that 
like for me, I mean, I've also got a GS and yeah. I did that trip that I told you about. I went down to Cape Town, did the whole thing. And I went from Collinsdorp to Barrydale. Yeah. Over the mountain. Oh, wow. Royberg Mountain. That's amazing. But I got to Van Weegsdorp and I was running behind time. So I just did a sh- onto the highway, uh, not highway, but the, onto the, the tar road. The R62. Yeah, 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 onto the R62 and I went to Barrydale because I yeah. wanted to go to Barrydale. Um, got a, Ren- a Ronnie sex shop. Yeah, uh, of course. So, but I went over that thing there, and I mean, yeah. wasn't really that experience with the off-road thing, sure. you know, the adventure biking one. But beautiful it was great. The best thing that I'd done. Beautiful day. You know, it was just amazing. Yeah. But I realized after that, no cell phone signal, whatever. Something happens. On you got your a problem. Own. You're on yeah. your own. You got yeah. a problem. It's good to have at least one or That's two good buddies to, have to ride. Yeah, even if it's to break down together and just sit on the side mm. of the road together. And also, I mean, in terms of making memories, it's one mm. thing because I mean, I'm the I'm the guy that'll do the bike trip and I'll get to the end and holy shit, I didn't take a photo. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So on that trip, I was forcing myself to stop and take photos, which was fine. But in terms of remembering the trip, if you had your buddies and something yeah. happened, you broke down or you had a bit of a. Uh, 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 powwow or whatever it's part of the memory there's something yeah you you guys will be talking about it for a couple of years i mean like if you think about it so like uh, you you have a memory Mm. assume i didn't have mates with me i'd come and tell you the story about my memory and you go yeah that's cool that's yeah cool in you yeah but but you'll forget about it with your mates the next time you're like do you remember this and it causes a ruckus on the table because everyone remembers it and it's part of what you know yeah. No, there's something about a, a trip with the guys. Yeah. Club, whatever, however you want to do it. Mm. No, it's awesome, man. So over the last couple of years, I mean, where are you standing in terms of guys that are actively involved in Vesperados? So it took a while to get rolling. Mm. Um, we had a good solid number. Of, we were sitting at about, so we started with the four. Bryn became a little bit scarce. Um three and then slowly we'd add a person here and there one of the big things for me is like you say you've got to have a like-minded person for it to work properly Mm. so i don't like just adding people yeah Uh, i don't want to just have 30 members just because of numbers i'd rather have a small club and have great members um and everything was great until about two years ago two to three years I, i can't give you an exact but we went from seven people and we're now at 23 and when I said it was great until then everyone that we've added is the same person we're the same like-minded person yeah. we slightly different slightly misfit slightly full of shit hard-headed jeez mm. fuck <laughs> 23 hard-headed people all in one place all one time <laughs> eh? and of the 23 good solid confirmed riders we i mean we're sitting on about 16 17 of us okay um, yeah yeah so so like when you do a ride out to some place like you, you guys went to rustenburg sometime back or whatever like how many guys are riding with you rustenburg weekend was 15 excluding skinny and yulani okay yeah so i mean that yeah. And they came along and they went on Vespers, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we said, or, uh, 
Skinny was able to, so we had two scooters for them. Okay. Um, but the scooter I took out for Skinny, the I hadn't tuned the car properly. So Oops. I fucked up. Oops. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, so she Bonzet ended up giving her one. Yeah. And then Yolandi anyway had a jet that she was going to use. It was a standby bike anyway. Yeah. But okay. scooter. Yeah. Yeah. So they they swung with us and they they party with us for the weekend. Mm. Oh, night. Yeah. But it takes so long to get anywhere. It's a weekend. Exactly. You, yeah. you got to make it a weekend. You make a weekend. You got to make it a weekend. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose there's something special about not going somewhere in a hurry. Exactly. Because you can, you know, I've done these, like you do a trip out to Machalinsburg. Yeah. Right. You can ride it 80, 100, 120, or 170, 180, or 170, 200. 210. So like, like, I find above 100Ks an hour, you're missing the scene. You miss it. You miss everything. Yeah. So when I do those kind of trips out there, I enjoy to go on my old BM because, yeah, yeah my old BM increases at 170. Can you believe yeah. it? I'm sh- oh, really? scared because I'm just worried that it's something's old. Something's going to fall off. Something's going to fall off. <laughs> I mean, listen, dude, I'm, I'm, wheel goes ahead. Yeah. I'm amazed at how well that bike goes. I mean, for a 1978, it goes, I'm like, even it blows my yeah. mind sometimes. I'm like, so like if I go to work on it and I climb into the highway at Gordon mm. and I go down towards Marysburg, yeah. you got that like yeah. dude, that thing is like 170 and I'm like Okay, he's off. I he's can off. still he's I off. can still I can still go more <laughs> and I'm like tempted, I wanna see how far it goes, but I'm like but it cruises, yeah. eh? I mean when I first got that bike, I can remember I went to because I I grew up and worked in Whitbank for quite a while. And I had some buddies there. So I got this bike and I got it going again, fixed it up. But yeah. I didn't actually have to do that much to it. Um, didn't even have to open the engine. Listen, the joys of vintage, eh? Yeah, absolutely. In general, there's not much you normally have to do. So when I picked up that bike, that was on the Saturday. By Thursday, we had that bike running. And all it was, new battery, the, the, the tank had rusted through, so I had to get that redone. Sure. So all we did is we got new battery. Hadn't, we didn't even open the carbs, nothing. Mm. Just put some petrol in the carbs. Straight into the carb. Second time, that <laughs> thing went. But the one exhausted was it rusted off, yeah. and half the shit was like blew out blew the back out. of the other. Yeah. But it, it started. It started. And it, the only thing I did is I dropped the oil. So I put new oil in new first oil. before I did that. Didn't have to tune. I didn't tune the carbs. I did nothing. I just nah, got that shot, tank man. redone, resprayed. Yeah. And eventually I got around to tuning it and you know getting the carbs you right and change some of the gaskets and yeah. put some new uh, you know needles in there. You know I did all that kind yeah, of stuff. The little things that eventually. Need to be done. But then that bike was running like a bang, and I went from Jobig to. To Whitbank, but I went via Pretoria, and I can remember going from Pretoria to to Whitbank. I had that thing at 160 and all the way. That's sharp, eh? like a bang, yeah. Like, no, that's sharp, that. Yeah, they 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 actually like you get so proud, you get so excited because yeah. you got this like thing that's old, <laughs> and you put fuel in it and it starts and it goes yeah (laughs) don't have to worry about fancy electronics and plugging in the computer and you don't have to do that on an old bike no exactly yeah there's none of that shit you start it and you take it for a ride and while you're riding you listen and you check your spark plug and everything hey dude got a screwdriver under my seat (laughs) 
So like right at, oh, it doesn't sound like, oh, yeah. tweak the carbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the story. Yeah. It's awesome, eh? Yeah. Well, we luckily, we've only got one cylinder. So yeah. tweaking things is so much yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to you balance, 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 balance the carbs. No. Like with your yeah. ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like next to the, yeah, yeah, next yeah. to the. Um, <laughs> so like, I mean, you're talking about, um, you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. Do you call them members of your members, club members. Yeah, club members. club members. So like, how do like? So I buy a Vespa, and what do I do? Do I come and hang with you guys for a while? And how do you, how do you, people get added to your? So I mean, we're not a, we're not an MC, mm. but we kind of an MC. We kind of follow a similar procedure. We do we do do prospecting. Yeah. If you want to join us, you got to have a, a vintage scooter. Scooter. Yeah. First thing, first thing off, you have to have a vintage Vespa. Yeah. And Vespa riders. Yeah. I don't care what you ride afterwards. Um, mm. And the other thing is, should you ride anything else while you're a member, I still want you in my colours. Yeah. I'm a cow. There's no such thing as you're on a BM, so don't wear my colours. Like okay. You, I want you in my colours, whatever you ride. All right. Um, but once you prospect, um, I do normally ask members to recommend a person mm. so that we know that it's a similar minded person and uh, then we spend time and sometimes it's a couple of weeks sometimes it's a couple of months I don't normally like I said I didn't want to grow the club so big yeah. and I, at some point I was actually I didn't give colours for a long time and mm. I had a couple of people leave because they were like well I'm not getting colours so yeah. and I think I think for me it was also I, I kind of forgot that I wasn't giving colours out I was like we were having fun, so it didn't really matter. Yes. I didn't really realize it was a yeah. big thing for other people at the time. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that it is. <laughs> it turned out that it was. Uh, Which, it makes it even better for me because I see this as this group of family and it's awesome and it's fun. Mm. And I didn't know people were that serious that they wanted colors. Yeah. That you want to be a part of mm. this thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we, I don't just put people in. It has That's to be. And, and. I don't decide myself. I've always, it's always a de democracy in the club. Mm. I put out names. I say, boys, these are the guys that want colors. Yes or no. Talk to me. Yeah. And the guys do. Yeah. Well, that's and, good. Yeah. That's cool. If I mean, if it works, it works. Eh? At this point, it work, it's yeah. working. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then, like, in terms of, you know, like the events that you organize, I mean, do you have, like, standard events or do you just, whatever's, whatever's going um, so, Colors Weekends, I'll, I'll put something together. That mm. would be a, a, we try and do that a big event so that it's a good solid welcome for whoever gets Colors. Um, every once in a while, I'll throw a ride together mm. and try and get as many people together as we can. Uh, sometimes it's a weekend, sometimes it's a day. I don't yeah. know. I've never done a day job. I'm still <laughs> planning. I, I, I keep threatening. I keep threatening. <laughs> Uh, like uh, you go to the biker jewels and and I mean I'm friends with a lot of them so they're going to probably shoot me if they find out <laughs> but the music's always the same it's always this cover band that does ACDC and yeah. Black Sabbath and, and it's awesome and I mean it's, it's great yeah. because I mean I like the music but yeah. uh, I want to do a Vesperada day jewel where we'll have Pepe and the boys playing and Thank then you. we'll get Fuzzy Gish and them playing and, and we'll do a whole bunch of South African punk bands and Mm. show them that we've got our own stuff that we don't have to cover yeah exactly and hope we get enough bikers there that they have fun as enjoy well. it yeah, yeah enjoy that yeah that yeah. sounds great right? 
So that, that'll be a, that's later. That's later. I keep yeah. saying that. That's every year. That's later. <laughs> that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's later. Tomorrow. <laughs> next week. Next week. Next yeah, year. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, talking about trips, you guys have just been to Sony. Fuck. On Vespers. <laughs> How it did that go? It was spectacular. Oh, was it? So I the, saw the, the photos. And they looked great. We're still busy. Uh, so no, we're not busy. Uh, Werner Boetus. Yeah, I know Werner. He, he's yeah. uh, he really enjoys spending time with his computer and videos and editing, and he does yeah. pretty decent work. So he's still busy editing our video. Okay. And there was was myself, him, Vaughn, Tyrell. I think we had five five GoPros. Okay. And then all the video for uh, cell phone footage in cell between. Cell phones, yeah. yeah. So we like we've got this put it all, all together. This, together and he's going to put something gonna together amazing. for us. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. And there's the next best part. So now, I, I don't know if it's, I'm, I'm a, I think I'm friendly. I think I, I believe I'm friendly. And I believe that while I'm friendly and I enjoy being at the local bands and stuff, also make friends with band members. Yes. And so when, when you're at these things, I'm like, dude, if we do a video, can we use your music? Yeah. And essentially like, Joburg band scenario have all said to us, go for it. Yeah. The music is yours. Yeah, yeah. So, so you didn't we, have to go through a PR agent for that. I don't have that. to do, no, <laughs> no. Uh, With Martin Rocker. Yeah. So he, yeah. he says I must first confirm with him what song I want to use because some of them belong to him, some of them belong to, belong a, to a, a production house. Yeah. So I've got to confirm fair with enough. him first, fair which enough. is fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Sito um, was the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And was that, that concept, yeah. and I was like, well, that works. I'm, yeah. I'm okay though. I've, yeah. I'll happily ask people hmm. if I'm getting to use your your music for free. But also the thing is that the way I see it, I know often I will post something on YouTube or whatever. So like what I just like a little thing that I like to do is got my turntable, play my vinyls, hmm. put my cell phone there. I've got you know I'm also into <laughs> 3D printing, so I've got a 3D printed. The horn and on the on the on the turntable <laughs> as a widget, okay. and then I post that on Instagram, and then I'll get a message to say, "Ah, oh, your thing has been blocked yeah. because I'm like, it's like you're kidding. What That's, is like no. ten seconds or thirty no. seconds or a minute of a song? I mean, it's free advertising. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so for is, South Africans artists, I think it would be great, like you say, instead of using some free licensed dodgy sound sound from yeah. YouTube audio library yeah why not use South use African music who would love your stuff yeah exactly used. and also the thing is that it, it, it becomes you know the way I see it is it's mutually beneficial it is because it's helping it you is. because people it. enjoy it because it's South African yeah. music and they're getting exposure and at the same time so like the likes of Fuzzy I mean, yeah. JP's always had a great following, and so therefore, when I put Fuzzy on and I credit him, and people search him, then they get to see my video and they see me. Yeah. So it's a great benefit for me. I mean, yeah. I, I really the the bigger bands, especially like there's a lot of garage bands that have given music, which is awesome, and I I really appreciate that. But it's the big bands that yeah, pleasure. I mean, when yeah. I first the first time I asked for music was that 2008 trip to Cape Town, that one that I yeah. said was a fuck up, yeah. and I, I phoned. I phoned uh, Nick Davidson from Triumph. Yeah. Yeah. So he was traditional. Yeah. He was a band manager at the time. Okay. And I was like, "So, dude, listen, we're doing this, and I'd like to use some music, and I want to know what the procedures were of asking." And he's like, "Well, don't ask me. Phone Jay." I was like, well, "I don't know Jay." 
Mm. He says, well, here's his number, phone him. You'll, you'll get to know him quickly enough. Yeah. And exactly that. I, I phoned Jay. He says, meet me at the Bohemian. Yeah, remember the one in uh, Richmond? Uh, no. Oh, you missed out. Anyway. Oh, you missed out. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so we meet at the Bohemian, and he, he has this pile of pirated CDs. <laughs> he's like, there you go. There's my music. Um, it was like, when I say pirate, it was like yeah, all copied. And yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. there's my music. Yeah. Use it. Go. It's, go it's all yours. It, yeah. Go mad. And he gave me every one of his albums. Like, well, I, damn, I've got this one and I've got this one. I don't have this one yet. I was looking at buying mm. it. I'm like, yeah. fuck, dude. Shut yeah. <laughs> and, and you got this. Uh, at the time, he used to have big shows with like two, 3,000 people going to shows. And that's mm. a big thing for a punk band in yeah. Joburg. Yeah. And he was, take my music. Yeah. Like, okay. Mm. Okay, cool. and I understood where Nick was going to, and he said, "No, you'll meet Jay. You'll yeah. like him." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you meet other artists, and it's a similar story every yeah. time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because huh? I mean, it's it's so funny. Um, so when I went to watch Dan Petlansky last week, yeah. he was telling a story about there's a song that they used to play live that they haven't played live for a long time, and they'd almost like forgotten about it. And all the while ago they got some guy from Europe that contacted them and asked is it okay that he uses he wants to make a YouTube video mm. is it okay if he uses the song yeah I'm like oh yeah I can yeah, it's fine cool. it's cool so Dan says it's like he checks the video when when, when it was ready and yeah. it was uploaded the guy sent him a link like the most depressing video he's ever seen you know it's just like these black and white photos or whatever with the soundtrack and everything he said oh my god like what have we done yeah, kind of thing we, we've allowed this to go depressed depro the guy got two million views oh jesus go figure jeez like you can't even buy that no you publicity can't. no that's big eh? so uh, i think no, sometimes exactly. these guys are exactly. too pedantic about who, what, when, Who, why. what, when, and why, yeah. 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 So I think it's great to use South African music for 100%. that kind of stuff, yeah. 100%. So you're saying that there's a video that's going to come out from your Sony trip? We hope so. so we hope so. It might, it might come out before the might, next Sony yeah, yeah. trip. Because yeah. I, I mean, at one point we got a message from Verna saying, uh, I've got enough footage to do a, a mini-series <laughs> and maybe a Netflix whole series. So <laughs> Who knows, maybe it does turn into a Netflix thing. I mean, because... I mean, that's, I mean, to think about the fact that you've taken Vespers yeah. to Sony Pass. Yeah. I mean, did you guys make it all the way? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, did you have so to carry the bikes? We've, had, we've, we've done it before. Okay, have you done it before? Two years ago, four of us on a, a small another scooter tour, not a Vesperados tour. Mm. We were on a scooter tour, which we called it Afrofenia. Okay. Um, Afrofenia was based on the Quadrofenia movie and it was Lambrettas and Vespers. And we, uh, we right. normally do a tour, road tour only. And two years ago, I didn't do any of the plan work and my mate says, this is the route. And I saw we stopping at Sani. And I sent a message to everyone. I'm like, well, you know, we're stopping at Underberg and we're staying in Heimville. Mm. I think everyone should just take their passports with because Sani's right there. Mm. And three of us, no, two of us brought passports. Two plus me. And the other guy was like, he forgot he's at home. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, that's not a problem because when we get to the border, we'll probably try and bribe a cop and go up. And we did, it was the four of us went up, we got to the border 
So he doesn't have a passport. Now, like, well, we'll let you go through because you're just going for a beer and coming down. We'll let you go through, but we want photos on your bike. So I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. That that's a fair deal. Jesus. And they took photos. It's on a the bargain. Hundred percent. Yeah. And we rode up Sani and we got to the top. We had a couple of beers. Cheers. And but halfway up, two of the bikes burned clutches out. The one guy was clever and paid the uh, herdsman to push him up and over the line. Yeah. So he made it over. Uh. <laughs> the other one left his on the one corner. Um, and then while we were sitting at the pub, um, Charlie Borman arrived. Oh, yeah. And, oh, shit. and we were like, I, don't, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> Isn't that Charlie Borman? I'm like, who? Who's Charlie yeah. Borman? Yeah. And then, okay, then they explained to me, like, oh, oh yeah, you actually now then now yeah, I see that now, like, I don't know it. names and um, yeah. And we're like, well, cool, like, a, go and speak to the guy. And like, listen, bro, can we get a photo with you? You know, like, yeah, sure. He takes a photo. He says, what did you you I see you guys in jackets and oh, did you see the scooters outside? He's like, yeah. He says, did you come up? Yeah. He says, you crazy? He says, where are you going from here? You're going now towards now we're going down. Is you crazy motherfuckers? What are you <laughs> thinking about doing that? I don't even like doing this road on my bike, 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 bike. So, yeah. <laughs> um, on the way down, um, the guys with the broken clutches were fine all the way until we got to the point. You know when you start climbing and mm. you get to the bottom and then you there's those little yeah. up, and we were pushing and pushing and uh, Charlie Borman had a, a tour group that he was with and with the tour group they had a backup vehicle. Okay. And halfway through, we, I mean, we're, we're dying. Uh, we're pushing bikes and pulling on bikes and whatever. Oh. And they pulled over and they helped us and they loaded up. And we ended up at the same hotel as them to go and fetch the bikes, which was uh, Moorcroft. Okay. Moorcroft, five star, what, what. And we walk in. And as we walked in, Charlie Borman had the ice cold beers waiting for us. And, oh, wow. and told his entire group of guests that these guys are crazy you guys have ridden with me on these bikes from and they rode from uh, Vic Falls okay and they were going to Cape Town and he was like you guys don't quite understand what you've witnessed today and <laughs> while he was saying this I, in my head I was going he's fucking right because this was stupid it was absolutely stupid um, and then a um, couple of months back Bonzet mm. says to me dude you've done signing we know they're tying Sony. You keep telling me you're going to prep a tour for Sony. Yeah. Please do this. Yeah. The only problem is they and haven't taught it yet. No, the, I mean, the prep work is it's getting there, but it's mm. going to be a long time. Mm. And uh, when he asked me, I was like, I don't really mm. want to do it again because <laughs> I know what it's about. And the damage we did on our bikes was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're low. Yeah. Jeez, the, the dents in my exhausts and, ugh. Oh, I put it together. I said, for mm. Bonzet, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> and it was essentially me and Bonzet were the guys involved. Okay. Or the two that were going to be doing the ride. Yeah. And I put it out and I said, okay, guys, uh, Vesperado members only first. Um, I capped the tour at, and I was going to be capping it at 12. And then the next thing, there were 13, there were 14, then there were 15 guys who wanted in. All right. And, I was like, and all on Vespers. All on, all on Vespers. Vespers. All on Vespers. Rich was going to come with us, but yeah. then he was called out. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he ended he up said. ending up in uh, Jordan. Yeah, um, that's right. So, yeah, he, he, he missed out. Yeah. 
he yeah. actually missed out. Yeah, it was because he was going to come as the official fo photographer. Well, no, I mean, no. I wish he wouldn't see himself as that because yeah. we invite him because Rich yeah. is awesome. Yeah, Rich yeah, is yeah, rich, yeah. but yeah. he loves doing it so much yeah. that it doesn't hurt us because the photos he does. But oh, he needs man. to he needs to get himself a Vespa as well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, we're, working. Yeah, we're working on we're that. Working. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Pepe, I mean, Pepe is also riding. When did he get a Vespa? Is that fairly uh, recent? So, a couple of, I think about two years ago, he had a, a car issue. Okay. And at the time, he didn't have a bike. And I was like, well, dude, I've got a mm. spare scooter that is sitting here. I okay. don't use it. I normally mm. give it to mates to use when they want to go riding. Chores, use yeah. it. Yeah. And riding with that and joining us on runs here and there he was like no this is awesome he wants one mm. but it wasn't really anything official yeah and then towards the beginning of the year he was like i need a i need a scooter now mm. and yeah so i've seen a couple of photos of him on the scooter mm. <laughs> it's yeah, looking I, looking good it's it's awesome because i mean uh anyone that i know that's ridden as many bikes as pepe i don't mm. i don't know anyone has, has had as many or owned as many yeah and he's so happy with that little vespa that oh, i'm wow. like oh, superb you got yeah. this big hardcore peppy i mean it's yeah. a hardcore pet tattoo artist yeah. of Joe exactly so no he's oh that's cool life, eh? yeah so is yeah. he a member now he's the, patched patched down yeah. he actually and, cool. he, and there were the, that was the thing was so like now he's got a scooter and he came to me and he was like bro are you gonna patch me now mm. and i said i still said to him i was like Dude, I didn't really know you wanted a patch because, like, mm. I know, you, I know you. Like, yeah. I didn't expect, I didn't think you wanted to. I mean, like a yeah. fun club. Yeah. He's like, no, I want a patch. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome, and that for me, it like, it was awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Man. Yeah, I know. So, how many how many vestments do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Officially, unofficially. Fifteen. How many? Fifteen. 15. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all running and, or are they like... And two Lombrettas. And Lombrettas. So 17 total. Okay. And are they like uh, all working or are they still work in progress? Of the 15, I've got two that are basket cases. Okay. Uh, the rest all run. Some run better than others. Yeah. Um, there's about three that I would essentially go around the block and be happy just to keep it rolling. Yeah. Um, the older model specifically, I'm battling to tune carbs. Mm. Um, it's the old floats where you have to actually set float for your lean and rich oh. settings. And I don't mm. know enough yet. Okay. And, and I know I could play with it enough, but it's it's tedious. Tedious, yeah. Because it's you got to take everything off to get to the carb to open it up to get to the float mm. so I'm just like yeah whatever <laughs> so I just drive it around the block every once yeah. in a while yeah keep it um, running yeah. it's unfortunate I've got three that are like the go-to's mm. uh, I wish I used more of them but uh, yeah. there's essentially three that I go to okay yeah interesting and, and they're the three that take me places like, okay and i know when something starts sounding funny i know exactly what the sound is because those are my three yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean you know you like you're the kind of person that's on the internet and oh there's a vespa uh, i used to be yeah i used to be very bad i think at one point i had 14 total um 
I moved all of them at some to friends mm. and when I when I sell to a friend I normally go at below market value even yeah. if even if it's I'm cutting myself yeah um, but I made some money off what I bought anyway so it's mm. fine and it went into yeah. little savings accounts and then I use that to repair and restore and whatever so yeah. I suppose there's also not putting words in your mouth but it's like almost like a community that you want to look after Correct. is that like yeah you know, if the yeah. buddies are interested in, you want to make sure that they've got a decent bike. You know, they yeah. they might not know much about the different models yeah. and the ins and outs. And it's like you're almost growing the community or helping the community yeah. buy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, so with, with regards to buying and selling, um, we've got an unwritten rule in the Vest Brothers. So what we do is uh, if we've got a bike and we're selling, club members get offered first. Okay. Um, and club members get... A reduced rate from what is put onto Gumtree. Okay. It's essentially what your last figure you would really want to let the bike go for on Gumtree. Okay. Like, guys, this is that's what I yeah. want. Yeah, take it or leave it. Yeah, you guys get given two days ish, and then it goes onto Gumtree, Facebook, and what the rest. Mm. Um, and some of the guys grab, some of the guys leave it. Yeah, um, and it's it's lacquer because we also maintaining the bikes within the group, and we see what happens. So, like, if someone wanted to buy a Vespa, yeah. And you you already said the model that uh, yeah. should go for. Like, what is someone looking at in terms of what's a good price? It's that question. How long is yeah. a piece of string? Um, price range, good P two hundred for somebody that's never owned a vintage bike before. Mm. I would look at between twenty five and thirty five. Um, yeah. That in in general, you normally find a bike that has. An engine that's been done and exhaust and everything is all in mm. place. Um, there's not much you have to do thereafter. But um, and in terms of getting spares and all that kind of stuff, so if you find a uh, a project project bikes, like, project bike, there's in, like, there's a few options. Um, Sip scooter shop in Germany have a full catalog. Okay. There's almost nothing you won't find on their catalog. Um, so you can buy directly from them. But there's also a guy in Pretoria, uh, not Pretoria, Krugersdorp, uh, Root Vespa. Um, he's an agent for SIP. So if I were to buy from SIP or from Tony, I'm going to be at a pretty similar price. Um, yeah. If you're in Joburg and you don't want to go through to Krugersdorp, your spares options are not quite as big, but Mechanic himself is pretty good at cover in Fairlands. Um, and that kind of is who the, the, mm. the guys that are. But I basically, you can with. get spent. You so you get, find a project no, bike and prepare to definitely. put some time or money into it. There's money depending on what yeah. bike you find. Mm. P200s again, because there yeah. are so many built spares are cheaper. The mm. rarer the model, the more expensive, expensive the spares yeah. are because yeah. they, they have to make less of the item. So, mm. yeah. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. That's good. Yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> cool, like it. <laughs> And that was the end of the conversation. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you learned something about Vespers if you didn't know much about Vespers before. If you're thinking about buying one, I think you've got a good idea on how to go about that, how much you're going to spend. And if you do get one, obviously give Gerard uh, a call or drop him a message. See how you can get involved with Vesperados. And that, my friends, is the end. I'll catch you next time.